Welcome to the Littler Labor and Employment Podcast, conversations about employment and labor law issues that impact the workplace. Hello, this is Scott Rechschaffen. I'm the Chief Knowledge Officer at Littler Mendelssohn. I am also an adjunct professor at Cornell Law School, and I teach a class at the Cornell Tech campus on Roosevelt Island in New York. The class is on delivering legal services through technology. This is the second year we've run the class. The first year we had nine students. This past year we had 26 students. It's become a very popular class. During the class, we introduced the students to the broad area of legal technology, the new companies that are coming online, the alternative service providers, and really give them a a broad scope of the challenges to the legal industry that are coming from these other ways of delivering legal services. As a second part of the class, we teach the students to use an expert advisor software system called Neotologic that allows them to build applications. The whole theory is that traditionally in legal education, law students learned how to read the law, analyze the law, and then write a memo. Well, clients don't want memos anymore. They want things they can use, so now we're teaching law students to read the law, analyze the law, and build an online application that can serve the needs of their clients. As part of the class, we pair the students up with subject matter experts or legal service organizations in various areas. This year, we partnered several up with immigration clinics. One team worked with Canine Companions for Independence to build a service dog app, but all designed to help enhance access to justice for people who need quick access to understand their legal rights. Over the course of 13 weeks, the students learn how to use the software. Most of them have never used software. Very few of them know how to code. They learn the software. They learn the area of law, whether it be immigration or the Americans with Disabilities Act. And then they build these applications working with subject matter experts. At the end of the course, in lieu of a final exam, the students take part in the Legal Apps Challenge. Each team presents before a panel of judges and a large audience in a Shark Tank-like competition where we award prizes for the best app, the best user design, and it is absolutely remarkable what these students were able to accomplish in a very short period of time. After the competition, we had a chance to sit down with the students and talk to them about the experience both in the competition and over the course of the 13 weeks. One of the questions we asked is, what has the challenge taught you about how technology can impact legal practice? Well, for us, you know, as like rising attorneys who don't know how to code, it's definitely taught us that it is possible to get involved, even if we don't have that sort of technical knowledge, because Mm -hmm. again, um, Neurologic was helpful um, in that aspect. Mm -hmm. And it told us, it also taught us how to work, I guess, with people who are uh, obviously programmers and know more about this than we do. So it was good to have a different perspective than what we normally have, which is obviously just the legal side. Um, So for us, I think it was more exposure than anything else. Like I wouldn't feel comfortable coding something myself right now, but it's good to have sort of an introductory class to understand how to work with people who do and like how to break it down in a way that's user-friendly for an app versus just for lawyers or for a lay person. Yeah. 
I agree. I think this course, in, in addition to this challenge, has taught me that technology can definitely enhance the legal experience, not only for attorneys, but for users, right? So I think that this was an excellent challenge for us to, to partake in because it showed us as future practitioners how we can simplify a law and make it easy for someone to understand on their phone, whatever platform it may be. But we were able to break down these laws and let a person know or user know whether it applied to them or not. That is invaluable, I think, in our profession. And technology can really ease the bur burden, excuse me, for attorneys. We're all very bogged down with paperwork and, you know, taking the time to do an intake of a client's background can be an hour to hour and a half. That can be done in 15 minutes with apps like this. So it's efficiency. It's advancing legal understanding for us because we're able to take these principles and then simplify them. So it helps us understand the law better. It helps a user understand the law because it removes all of the legal jargon that they can't understand from the law. So it, it works in twofold. It's twofold. It works both ways um, and advances, I think, the approach to legal understanding. I think everything over the last 15 years has kind of went more and more in online and more and more uh, through the web, whereas uh, legal service is just kind of another industry that's going to go that way. And so at first it gives you a platform to actually build those legal services into a uh, an app, a user-friendly app. So it has taught us kind of how to move on into the 21st century. I think as well, it's providing a low cost alternative to law firms and to clients to have legal advice or legal guidance that they normally would not get, as opposed to uh, years ago where it was literally impossible for these um, users to actually get this kind of information on hand, literally at the grasp of their fingertips. What, what technology can do in terms of Law is very, can be seen as being very inaccessible, especially to, uh, like what I just said now, like I guess the common man, even to people that are like well-educated and well-resourced, if they don't have that background, it is very difficult for someone to, you know, just like decide to dust off a book about, you know, divorce. Even the best well-intentioned magazine column writers can't quite distill some of the issues and what technology does is that it allows us to democratize that type of knowledge and make it accessible to any, any person. Um, and fortunately now with the revolution of a lot of technology now being mobile or you know, services being mobile, it's something that doesn't feel um, too different to a person's natural behavior. You're gonna be on your phone at some point. You're gonna Google something. So why not, why don't we give you um, something useful to, to look at that's actually going to kind of take you from point A to point B, if not literally, at least in the way that you're thinking about your issue. Yeah, in addition to what Tiana has said, it's quite interesting because you can see from the hub we created how um, we use technology to imitate, you know, legal reasoning. Like our hub, I took in all of the information and analyzed it the way a lawyer in, in, its, or in their chambers would analyze all of that information and ask for more questions and based on the responses to the questions that we have asked the user, the app is able to apply all of that legal reasoning and come to conclusions that um, the average lawyer would arrive at. It's, it's quite interesting. Yeah. 
And if I may add to those points, so I think delivering legal services through technology is powerful, both because you can deliver services to people along the spectrum, regardless of where they live, but also it may make a huge impact for organizations like nonprofits that deliver legal services, because from my externship, I've noticed there's a lot of need, but there aren't a lot of lawyers that work in this space. There's a lot of competition, especially for young lawyers or lawyers with very specific sets of knowledge. And I can see how an application that lets the user learn and understand law and walks them through, these are the things you should think about, could be helpful for the user, but also for a lawyer. So that when a lawyer meets with this client, there's this whole time that is used more efficiently, right? Because no longer you have to spend it explaining basic things or asking for basic questions. It's all done. You can get the report. You can see it before you meet with the client. And then you can actually make good use of your time with the client. So I think it's both ways. Increasingly, we need lawyers who understand technology. In fact, 36 states now require technology competence as part of their rules of ethical conduct. So we want more lawyers to be experienced in how technology can be deployed, what technology can do for them. And so we asked the students how they thought that this class, this experience, learning how to build applications would enhance their future legal careers. Like building this app, I was constantly thinking that, oh my God, we can take this knowledge to use it at, on other areas and just to take, because what we basically have learned is how to take a massive quantity of information and just compile it into an easy to navigate roadmap to actually access the answers the user wants. And I think that can be used in any area. So yeah, we'll definitely use this again. I think it was great. For me personally, I mean, I, I'm not sure what I'm going to specialize in yet, so maybe this would be something I would consider. Um, I do know I'm doing more corporate side work, so this would, you know, it's helpful to just have exposure to know sort of what I would be getting into if I did anything related to tech or, you know, privacy or data privacy or anything like that. Um, but I feel like we need probably more experience, more, more definitive decision. <laughs> this was your, your introduction. Yes, it was a good introduction. Good. Exactly. Definitely. And actually, so... I want to understand how coding works, not because I want to become a coder, but because I really do believe that you can deliver legal services to a lot of people using technology. So next semester, I'm taking an intro short course to Python just so I can start getting my feet wet. But it's only because I want to understand it. And I really believe in what I just said, this being able to build an app to help reach this audience, but also to help you as a lawyer in the future. I think when I came here, Coming from South Africa, I was running my own legal consulting firm, uh, and I'd been doing that for five years. And what I was looking for when I did this degree was um, to be able to find quick little tools to help us in some of the aspects of our business, like being able to better store information more efficiently because we do company secretarial work. So you need everyone your client needs to have access to that really quickly, and we didn't have like the most efficient tools in doing that as well as. Um, like what we just spoke about around like information intake. I personally do not like first-time consultations with clients. It's like a fishing expedition. They want to try and get out as much free legal advice from you. You're trying to weigh them up and say they're going to pay you at any point. So um, now thinking about um, learning about, you know, the legal tech space and that some of that, those processes can be systemized. And now actually thinking about not just 
adding in legal tech into an existing business, but actually starting a whole other type of legal tech startup. So that's something I'm really excited about coming out of this course. Yeah. For me, it's quite exciting because I come from a semi-technical background. So I understood coding, I understand a bit of programming uh, in the traditional environments. Um, but um, I've never experienced legal tech uh, in this in this from this perspective before. Um, so going through this program is sort of actually changing my mind from going um, back into the traditional law firm environments or say into the corporate um, advisory space. And I'm probably even looking to um, work in legal tech um, going forward because now I want to automate all of those processes that I would ordinarily, you know, I've seen a lot of inefficiencies working in um, the big law firm. And now I want to make things easier for lawyers and also um, on the client side. For my for myself as well, um, uh, I'm uh, I'm going to be a French lawyer in Paris, and there is a huge movement in the law firms, even in France, in order to leverage technology and to improve the efficiency of lawyers. So it will be definitely helpful to implement the tools that I have learned here in France. As we all know, the world has gone through a digital transformation. We can now do things like order tickets, buy products, make restaurant reservations, write checks, all online. But for some reason, the legal profession has lagged. Lawyers have been resistant to move their services online. And it's critical as we go forward to realize that clients will no longer tolerate lawyers who think advanced technology is email. Clients want to be able to access legal services online, whether it's corporate clients, whether it's consumer clients, regardless. They want instant access to legal services. And so we asked the students why they thought it was important that legal professionals have hands-on technology skills so that they can build applications and deliver legal services online. Yeah, I would, I would even say that there's not a lot of lawyers of the current generation who are like, if you're going to law school and you probably don't know how to code and that's not really, even today. So I know that there are schools popping up and I mean, this, this class in itself is, it's is unique. yeah, it's unique because it's, um, it's bringing in that tech field into the legal field. So Yeah. And, and it's learn. a whole new industry, right? So... Yeah. It's booming and it's all, I mean, it's a valuable knowledge. The fact that lawyers understand technology and able like to speak the same language and they know like what to develop with neurologic or like any other technology, that's something very unique. Uh, I think it addresses it really well. For example, we, it, it combined us meeting a lot of legal tech experts to talk to them and hear about their experiences, but also to see what are the future of legal industry and how can we be a part of that to make the industry better. But also um, combining it with um, building our own apps and getting the way of how to think regarding certain issues. How can we make it more digitalized and how can we make it more simple to use or how can we solve issues in a, in a tech-based way? And I, So that was really, really helpful. Um, I think the class really highlighted the importance of efficiency. So I think the best feature of our apps, everyone's app, is that it makes the process of 
intake and figuring out the basis, the legal basis, right? Figuring out whether someone has an actual complaint, something to bring. It has made that process so much easier. Again, instead of spending an hour and a half on an intake, you can now spend 15 minutes because you can read a report from this app that it tells you exactly what this person is um, complaining of, what they have, what's going on. So for me, it more so highlighted how efficient apps can make legal analysis for those of us in different areas of law where they are paperwork heavy. Immigration law is very, very um, document heavy, very application heavy. So taking the time out of that for the attorneys to me is a big deal because it means we can help more people. I think for me, it was scary to think about coding. Just the word coding programming felt overwhelming. And this class introduced me to it in a way that now I'm interested and I want to dive a little bit further into it. So I'm not scared anymore just because it's not a huge commitment, right? I don't need to become a programmer. I just want to understand how it works. A little bit of what's under the hood. Exactly. One of the key takeaways of the experience for me was watching students who had spent most of their time in law school learning contract law, tort law, constitutional law in, in textbooks and reading cases, all of a sudden get the opportunity to take that knowledge and be creative and develop actual useful tools that clients could use. And so we asked some of the students what their key takeaways were. You don't have to be a programmer to be able to create something that can uh, potentially have help people a lot. I mean, this gives you an opportunity, like you said earlier, you know, with zero coding experience, you can come in and, uh, and create something that can have a lot of help, help a lot of people. It took me some time to learn how to use NeoLogic. So it, you need some time to get used to, to get used to a new platform. But after you're past the learning curve, like you get a lot of opportunities and the power to make some gold. I mean, it was a great experience for us because we learned lots of things. And for me, I realized that I don't need to know how to code because like there are some other coding programs like Neodologic. So it was like super beneficial for us to um, use that program for our app. So yeah, here at Cornell Tech, we actually start off with a class where you learn how to code Python, which is pretty intensive. And Just by and the name Python, I want nothing to Python do with it. Python is pretty, yeah, it's pretty terrifying. Um, but so, you know, we kind of, I think the, one of the main purposes of that class is to have the lawyers and the MBAs here understand what goes into coding and that computer scientists like really you know, it takes a lot of time and you have to kind of be deferential. But I think with this class, we saw that, all right, we might not need to know how to code Python, but we build stuff. Yeah, we can still build something relevant. Yeah. I think for me, I mean, I don't know what in terms of like, you know, programming skills or anything, I can't say that I've like really excelled in that area, but I do feel like it highlights the accessibility element of all these apps. I, you, you always know that accessibility is an issue, but I think um, specifically for us, because we dealt with you know the specific target audience of more people who are undocumented and in vulnerable positions, it really highlighted the importance of accessibility and how these apps can help sort of 
people before even getting to an attorney. So they kind of know what they're asking when they get to an attorney to advance their whatever petition they need advanced. I agree with that. Um, I think my key takeaway would be that technology and platforms like this in general really add to the experience of, I think, young attorneys like us who are coming into this just fresh without any knowledge of the law, allowing the app to really perform a lot of the tasks that we would have to perform showed me that, wow, there is something out here that can make my job easier because I can use this and compile this and create something for my boss that's valuable to them that took me half the time that it would if I didn't have this technology to use it. So it shows you that you can really add some value to wherever you go after this using an app that's as, um, I guess, like malleable and as flexible as this, even in different industries, because I'm also not going to be in, not going to be in immigration after graduation, but even in corporate, which I'll be doing after graduation, I thought this app was great at showing me that I can create something that'll allow me to get a task done in half the time. And that in itself is valuable to my employers. 13 weeks ago, we had no idea about, you know, this technology and what we would be able to kind of create. But just starting to see that lawyers actually do have, you know, we created the content document and then coming out of that, then we began to build the, the tool, starting with, you know, what it is that any lawyer can do, research, come up with, you know, um, different scenarios and potential outcomes and then you put plug that into technology. So lawyers will be like, you just mentioned that it is that's very similar to the legal reasoning that we do. Uh, so to not kind of be intimidated by the technology, or if there's no way that I think technology can replace a lawyer, but it's like, how do we then find ways to be complementary and work uh, in a complementary way to leverage on this technology to increase efficiency in the way that we work with clients, and also just the way that we kind of manage our own matters internally. I think that for me is like the biggest takeaway that you're almost there. Uh, we're not as dinosaur as we might think all the way, you know, kind of like how people outside look at us. It's just a different perspective. Um, learning to use simple tools to create efficient machines and solve solutions. My big takeaway is that the legal industry is changing. As technology becomes more and more capable of doing the work, I think it'll become more accessible to people and law firms will have to adjust to service that. The interesting thing is that when you start building applications, one application gives rise to an idea for a new application. For example, I recently showed a colleague the service dog application, which enables a person with a service dog to quickly access online help to understand their rights in a given situation, whether they're in a restaurant, a movie theater, or a public building. I showed this to the colleague, and the colleague said, you know, this is not only applicable to service dogs, but we should build an app for aids to people with developmental disabilities so they understand their rights with regard to uh, accommodation under the Americans with Disabilities Act. So the idea of one app can quickly lead to another app and on and on and on. 
So we asked the students whether they had any ideas for future apps to build. Definitely, definitely working on apps to make human rights accessible, trying to get to the point where everyone will be able to access quickly and uh, in a very simple manner their rights according to situational um, questions and be able to really navigate what is actually a very hard and very cold area in something that will be uh, for the people. Uh, I don't have anything specifically, but I can totally envision my firm or my work in the future asking me to help develop an app that can streamline client question and answers and documentation and stuff like that. Um, already the gears are turning in terms of the corporate landscape, just ways to effectuate uh, client contracts and then possibly down the road, uh, small business intake for people that need this kind of uh, information and uh, advice. Yeah, and I can see how the Neoda logic tools can be, be used to build an app, for example, for compliant purposes, perhaps for GDPR or for other privacy regulations. And I can really see these massive, really difficult regulations being, you know, just netted down to easy questions and how they can provide a report on how a company can be um, compliant with those regulations. That would be great. So I think exactly what Isaac was saying, I was thinking about for small business owners, Legal costs, you know, can, can be a, a lot of money. And so you could go through and you could build a system that had a couple questions to it, and then you could create uh, LLC formations or, or, or S-corp formations or C-corp formations, just, and it would basically teach them. And you could do it state-specific, and it would be a great resource, and it would save them a lot of money. I yeah. mean, I, I, I think there's a lot of potential um, in terms of, like, from a social justice standpoint, because... Um, you know, access to justice for marginalized folks or, you know, it's, there's almost nothing there. But if you can empower an app up to, uh, for example, you know, explain your immigration rights and <laughs> easily explain it in any language and then maybe populate a form for you and, 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 you know, you could write it in your language, but then it'll turn into English or something like that and be sent off. I mean, there's a lot of power in that. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think, yeah. And like you can mention, like once you pass the learning curve, it's like so much like easier and like fast. So we after that. <laughs> Just thank you so much to uh, Neota and Littler yeah. Yeah, for right. putting this together and sponsoring the class. I think on my end, um, something that I'm really excited about and going to have the opportunity to actually build out next semester in one of our other modules, Startup Studio, a legal risk assessment tool to help, well, there's a legal risk assessment assistant called Lexi that is going to help small businesses and startups to assess the legal risk in the various operations of their business so that when they go and see a lawyer, they have very pointed issues that they want to discuss to help them save time and money. Yeah, and I was thinking something along the lines of an application on intellectual property, specifically patent. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've had the chance to work with a lot of entrepreneurs from underserved areas in New York. And a lot of them come in and talk to us and they say, hey, I want a patent or I want a copyright. And you ask them, what is a patent or a copyright? And they have no idea. So we spend a lot of the time, and I'm not a lawyer, I'm just a law student, so I just sit in. But a lot of the time is spent explaining basic concepts, like I was saying earlier. So if we could build an app that helps educate people, but also walks them through 
For example, are there any bars that might keep you from applying for a patent? How might we uh, address that issue? So that by the time the client meets with the lawyer, they're actually working on this person's case and using that time very efficiently and effectively. So that's more of where I was thinking of going with this. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope to continue running this course. We were delighted with the excitement that this has been building. More and more students are interested in this area. More and more people came out for our Legal Apps Challenge. And I hope you get a chance to use some of our applications. At Littler, we're delighted to sponsor this class and be involved with it because we believe innovation, the use of technology is so critical to the delivery of legal services in the future. The purpose of this program is to provide helpful information for employers addressing the latest developments in labor and employment relations. It is not a substitute for experienced legal counsel and does not provide legal advice or attempt to address the numerous factual issues that arise in any employment-related issue. To discover other labor and employment podcast series from Littler, the largest global employment and labor law practice, visit littler.com slash podcasts.